days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. It's time to talk about Joey Fisher, the undrafted free agent, because he is a bad man, and he's exciting to watch. If you've seen any of the film, it's just absolutely fun. You watch the highlights, you're going to think this guy's an absolute stud who can blow absolutely everybody up. But if you watch the film like me, you can see that there is some consistency there and that Joey Fisher is a pretty good prospect. I want to get all into the facts and how he could potentially translate into somebody that can help the 49ers offensive line in the future. Uh, it looks like Chris Furster might have another moldable clay that he's going to be able to use. The 49ers have brought in some guys with some unique skill sets. It was just last year that they brought in Jason Poe. Jason Poe, six foot one, a little bit out of the ordinary for what an offensive lineman looks like in the NFL. I go 6'1", and pretty close to the same exact weight that Poe does. And seeing Poe out there amongst the other offensive linemen last year at training camp was very interesting to see. Now, we're not going to see the same thing with Fisher. Fisher is 6'5", he's 323 pounds. The only question for him is length with his arms. Can he play offensive tackle in the NFL? Most times, the offensive tackle must have at least a 33.5-inch arm as far as length to be able to play the tackle position, at least... That is normally what is required. But Chris Verster hasn't exactly went with the norms. He's been willing to move players around to wherever they need to be to be successful. I think part of the reason that Joey Fisher is so fun is the fact of how he dominated in Division Two. He played at Shepard, and he absolutely dominated. And that's what you say when you're going to play Division Two. You better dominate on every play if you expect to be in the NFL. It was probably two weeks before the draft that Mel Kuyper actually predicted and mocked Joey Fisher to the 49ers in the comp picks in round three. Absolutely crazy. I mean, yes, the 49ers were definitely connected to Joey Fisher. They had went out and watched the quarterback that was going to be coming out in the draft there. And Fisher was definitely one of the guys they worked out. But to say that he was a third round pick was pretty interesting because he does finish a lot of plays by throwing his offensive counterpart on the ground. There's pretty good technique to some of it, and some of it's just absolute strength. Joey Fisher is a very impressive player, but he's had a little bit of a excursion as he went through college. It wasn't exactly a straight trip. He, have, if out of high school, went to Maryland to play for the Terrapins, his home, home state team. It did not work out. He ended up transferring to Towson. And then in 2018, he ended up helping his dad, uh, work so there was a little bit of a change there so this guy has had some real life things that have went on in his life that he's had to go handle and Joey Fisher went and did that he then ended up at Shepherd University where he came in as a tight end uh, of course he would put on weight and translate to the right tackle spot and then COVID would hit so he wouldn't play a lot of football games but in 2021 and 2022 he settled in at right tackle he had put on enough weight to play right tackle and then that's when the fun began joey fisher was a very impressive prospect to watch i enjoyed watching his film i thought his setup on his kick slide was pretty good his hand placement 
really good. His punch that he has, really good. Good footwork as well. Uh, whether that was blocking in the run game or blocking in the passing game, he's got pretty good technique. As a guy that's translated this late to offensive tackle, I think it's impressive. In high school, he played defensive end, and then he had some time at tight end. So this is an interesting guy that is translating later in his career and developing. So you would think he can only get better. And he's got a lot of accolades. He's been put out there as one of the best tackles in Division Two, And I think a lot of people believed he was going to be drafted. I thought kind of the seventh round, just with the kind of the interesting um, time that he had had in college. It wasn't just him playing football, but a lot of other things going into it. And I know nothing can be consistent when you have COVID involved. But when watching the film, this guy has some good techniques uh, to be able to handle offensive linemen. He has quick feet. And we'll get into some of the stats about who he is. Uh, Joey Shepard, six foot four, six foot five, depending you know on, on who you're talking about, because uh, they don't have anything clear because he did not go to the NFL Combine. But six foot five, two hundred or three hundred and twenty-two pounds. Here's something very impressive about him, and this is why he throws so many Division II players to the ground. Is he did forty reps at two twenty-five? That is absolutely spectacular. Only six players in the in the entire combine did more than thirty reps. The number one at the combine being injured Andrew Voorhees, who showed up with the leg brace on and still knocked out 38 reps. So Shepard would have been the, the strongest offensive lineman at the entire draft. And when you're talking athletic freaks, so many play, so many people wanted to go ahead and get break, Blake Freeland. Blake Freeland, a really big athletic uh, offensive lineman that had tremendous length with a six foot eight, you know, 302 pound frame. He ran at a, you know, a nice clip there just under five flat. So a very impressive athlete. Well, Fisher's going to match him on that. Fisher is an absolute beast when it comes to athleticism. We talk about the strength. Then when we get to the 40 time and he runs a 4-9-40, which would have been the best 40 for an offensive lineman in the entire draft. So we're talking about a guy that can absolutely move uh, in, in a big way. Broderick Jones ran a 4.97 at the Combine with, with uh, Joey Fisher running a 4-9 flat. I know it's a pro day, so you usually give a tenth of a second. But even if it's five flat, he's running up there with one of the, some of the best offensive linemen that were in the draft. And then when you're talking about split, a uh, ten-yard split, the best was Blake Freeland that we just mentioned, and he ran a ten-yard split of one point six eight, where Joey Fisher ran it at one point six seven. So he's faster for a ten-yard split than Blake Freeland, the freak athlete that everyone was going crazy about in the draft process. Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, 
I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. So you can see it's all right there. Uh, the clay is moldable. And we've seen this uh, a lot from how the 49ers have went about drafting and then signing undrafted free agents. They take chances with these guys as undrafted free agents and see if they can knock it out of the park and maybe get something you know, important out of it. And the 49ers offensive line coaches, whether it was uh, John Benton or Chris Furster, have definitely taken and developed guys late. It's just last year they took a tight end uh, from UTSA, and they're they're working on developing him into an offensive tackle. So it's not a guarantee that Joey Fisher is going to make an impact in 2023, but I think 2024 and beyond with his elite athletic ability and also his pretty good technique. I mean, of course he could get better, and there's a lot of work to be done there, but I want to see what happens when he starts latching on to some of these 49ers defensive linemen. I think it's going to be an absolute battle, and I also want to see how he transitions if he's playing right tackle. Those 32-inch arms is something that's concern, uh, but he could also slide inside the guard. Uh, that's where the real competition is, though, right? At guard, uh, Spencer Burford, Aaron Banks, John Feliciano, absolutely impressive. Uh, and and that's not including Nick Zakel as well. So they've got some impressive guys on the inside. Jason Poe that we talked about earlier, they could easily add Joey Fisher to that fray. But I think really what they're looking to do is add a guy with an immense amount of talent that they can put out there and see where he transitions to. If he can play right tackle, great. Maybe you have somebody that can come in in 2024 and push Colton McKivitz and maybe even start after that. Maybe you strike you know, on some gold here as an undrafted free agent. And if he has to slide in, well, then he can compete on the inside and maybe you're able to kick Spencer Burford outside. But I think it's really fun when you get an athlete that has this kind of skill set and then you get coaches like Chris Furster that's going to be able to develop him. He's done an excellent job developing offensive linemen. I mean, this guy is the one that worked with Jake Brendel since 2018. Now he's a starting caliber center in this league. He developed Aaron Banks from one year to the next and made him a legitimate offensive guard. He got Spencer Burford ready to be able to start in his rookie season. That's impressive. And Colton McKivitz was on the scrap heap. Colton McKivitz was drafted in 2020. The offensive line coach at the time was John Benton. He ends up going with Robert Sala over to the New York Jets in 2021. And Chris Furster went from assistant line coach to line coach. In 2021, Colton McKivitz was cut. The San Francisco 49ers waived him. He was not good enough to make their offensive line. He signed to the practice squad, and Chris Furster continued to work with him. Then they brought him back up to the active roster, and now, after all this time, he's in position to start at right tackle. That is coaching. That is working with a player and working on their strengths and getting them up to speed. Chris Furster is an excellent offensive line coach. Jake Brendel has talked about it. Trent Williams worked with him in Washington and then with San Francisco. So there is something to be said about the development process. And the 49ers have done this at a multitude of positions, including running back with undrafted free agents that had success at running back, linebackers, and offensive line now. This is something they do. You throw in Chris Kacerik on the D-line, and that's part of the reason the 49ers have been able to continue their success is these great coaches. So when the 49ers locate a player, 
I always look for the vision of the player. And I think with Joey Fisher, it's clear. It's a guy that has an immense amount of talent that they can that they can harness and potentially get him to be a stud offensive lineman for the team. I think he's going to come in. He's going to push these guys to work hard. I think his strength is going to be on display. He has pretty good hips at a good base. Can that hold up against defensive linemen that the 49ers have? It's going to be fun. It's going to be really cool to see. Strength, speed, second-level blocks, pretty good offensive set as far as pass blocking. Everything you could ask for in an undrafted free agent, I'm actually shocked he wasn't drafted in the seventh round. I figured somebody would give it a try. They did not. So do I expect Joey Fisher to make an impact in 2023? No. I think it's more likely that Colton McKivis is starting right tackle. Do I expect Joey Fisher to probably be around on the practice squad and be wreaking some havoc in practice during the season and then later on next year potentially making a huge impact? Yes. He's going to open some eyes in tra- in training camp and in the preseason. And I think the 49ers are going to have to make some decisions along the offensive line. But who doesn't want an explosive athlete that can run, make second-level blocks, and then has pretty good ability in the pass, uh, pass game, the way he sets up and the way his kick slide is? He's a smooth operator. He's got heavy hands. It's going to be fun to watch. Can't throw down everyone in this league. Uh, but if he can hold up and that strength translates, he's going to be a solid player for the San Francisco 49ers in the upcoming season. So it's all up to Chris Furster. It's all up to Joey Fisher and how they develop but I think business is about to pick up along that offensive line because he's a mean dude and he's a bad man. This is going to be fun. Caution in the trenches for the San Francisco 49ers and putting everyone on notice that they're going to continue to bring players in that can make an impact. And Joey Fisher is an undrafted free agent that I like. Last year, I had two star players as undrafted free agents, Quantrez Knight and Taylor Hawkins. Joey Fisher is a star player for me as far as undrafted free agents. He's a guy to watch, and I think he's going to end up making an impact in some way for the San Francisco 49ers. Thank you so much for watching. If you can, like the video, subscribe to the channel. Really appreciate it. Going to break down more of these undrafted free agents. And then, of course, tomorrow, we're going to live stream as we go over the schedule and as it's released, go over the games, the primetime games, You know what exactly the 49ers are looking at and how many games are they going to win. I think it's going to be a fun conversation. Come in and join me for it. It's going to be a blast. Uh, But until then, stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.